I'm Michael Foster, and you're listening to It's Good to Be a Man, the podcast where we are extending God's house and father rule by helping men to establish their own house in strength, workmanship, and wisdom. In this episode, I talk about the masculinity deficiency that comes from being a functional bastard. Here's how it should go. You become a man, you become a husband, you become a father, and then you build a name, a household, a legacy. But that's not what usually happens, is it? More often than not, it goes one of two ways. First, become a husband, become a father, and then a switch is flipped. The mounting responsibilities of fatherhood combined with a marriage entering into a new and more challenging phase is enough for many men to realize that they are lacking in their manhood. Or second, repeatedly trying to become a husband and realize all the Mr. Nice Guy White Knight put women on a pedestal because they're angels nonsense you've been taught by society and even the church has left you totally unprepared and unequipped to get a wife and build a household. The second is more common among the younger generations, 20-somethings and 30-somethings, whereas the first is more prevalent among the late 30s or 40s, like me. And that's what happened to me. Seeing my wife swollen with life, pregnant with my first child, a son, did something to me. It opened my eyes to a masculinity deficiency. To raise a man, I needed to be a man. And while I had learned some of what it meant to be a man, mostly self-taught or through male friendships in high school, there was a great deficit left from growing up in a broken family under the tutelage of a broken father who, too, had grown up in a broken family. There was a cycle that needed breaking. And the soon arrival of my son woke me up to how intentional I needed to be to break that chain. That was 14 years ago. I've made ground, but I'm still catching up. That's the nature of being a functional bastard. You're often lagging behind. In the old King James Bible, Hebrews 12.8 reads, But if ye be without chastisement, where of all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. A modern translation puts it this way. But if you are without discipline, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. It used to be shameful to be a bastard. Why? Because a bastard is deprived of all the benefits of a father. Matthew Henry explains, No wise and good father will wink at faults in his own children as he would in others. In other words, a father makes sure that those who bear his name reflect the character and mission of his household. He disciplines his sons so that they become men, not so with bastards. They are raised by women without the presence of a strong father, either because he hit the eject button or he himself was a weak man and therefore a distant father. The consequences are significant. You know this, right? We are a nation of bastards, a nation of beta males orbiting around women in hopes that one will see just how nice a guy we are and then choose us. A nation of weak men orbiting around some alpha guru blowhard desperate to gain his approval in some semblance of a mission. This is who we are.
who we have been. But there's good news. There's reason for optimism. Men are waking up. They're sick of being weak, physically, mentally, and spiritually weak. No more, they say. They're done with their masculine mission being reduced down to being their wife's servant leader. They are after something bigger, and they know it starts by taking responsibility for themselves. They say, if I'm foolish, it's my fault. If I'm lazy, that's my fault. If I'm broke, it's my fault. If I'm fat, it's my fault. If I'm alone, it's my fault. Sure, they may be bastards, and yes, their fathers and society did fail them in many ways, but this generation is starting to see there is no freedom in ruminating on how others have failed them. Freedom is in taking responsibility for yourself. King David knew this. Nathan the prophet confronted him for his adultery with Bathsheba and the murder of her husband Uriah. David didn't make excuses. In Psalm 51, he sings to the Lord against you. You only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you are justified when you speak and blameless when you judge. David owned it. He was the source of his problems and he repented saying, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and sustain me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will be converted to you. Amen. Hallelujah. There are more and more men waking up to this reality. More and more men taking responsibility. Perhaps they don't possess the same spiritual and moral clarity as the repentant King David, but they are willing to admit that it is they who have failed, and they are looking for guidance on how to put off an effeminate way and embrace the sex God has assigned them and all that entails. They want to be men, men of God. And you'd think the church would be their friend, But sadly, the church is mostly overran by egalitarians, and even the most patriarchal types are thinly veiled white knights. The first sees men as defective women, so they call them to be more womanlike. The second, the patriarchal coated white knights, tell men to man up, to be a man. But often what they really mean is beta up. But even if they don't mean beta up, even if they sincerely mean man up, that is to be more manly according to God's design, they often fail to give practical counsel on what it means to be a man. Man up in this circle is basically the Christian pastor version of just do it. Man up, they bark. And it's a real shame because men are hungry. I was hungry. What do I do? How do I lead my wife? How do I father my children? How do I build a household that will stand the test of time? Men want to know. They're turning to pagans to find answers. Frankly, I found quite a bit of helpful stuff from Michael Cernovich and Rolla Tomasi, Jack Donovan, and even the Bronze Age pervert. I get why the younger generation is listening to them. But scripture is not silent. Proverbs is a manual on manhood. Song of Solomon tackles erotic love. Ecclesiastes and Job reminds us that having it all is having nothing if we don't fear God and keep his commandments. Scripture is not silent. God is not silent, brothers. Are you effeminate? Are you weak? Are you a bastard? Are you ready to change to grow? Praise God. Rebuilding a family line isn't a one-man job, but it starts with one man.
Building a great house with a great name that glorifies the name above all names is the work of many, but it starts with one. It starts with you. Break the chain, brother. Start a new line. I'm no hero. I don't have it all figured out. I grew up in a broken family above a bar with drunks in the front yard and prostitutes in the back. I was not raised a Christian. I was not taught self-discipline or how to cultivate a holy ambition. We often lived on food stamps and government cheese. My father's an ex-con with an eighth-grade education. My brothers have all struggled with drugs, homelessness, and law. I really come from nothing. My pedigree's not impressive. But God, he pluck me out of the miry pit and put me on the firm ground. And it's been a bumpy ride, but I'm the happily married father of eight, and I have a plan for our family. If God can do this with me, he can do the same with you. Look, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. Become a man. Become a husband. Become a father. Maybe the order's screwy. But today, this morning, this moment, is the time to do something about that. Build a name, a legacy, a household that honors the Lord. Be what God made you to be, a man. Start now. 